unless there are some folks, and surely there are, who wanted that camera in the bedroom. Oh, Here's a little treat for somebody. <laughs> Here you go, Amazon. Over there at Ring. Enjoy the view. <laughs> News. <laughs> Here you go. See how you like this one. <laughs> Bonk. Live from the Annex Wealth Management Studios at the Avenue in downtown Milwaukee, this is Wisconsin's Morning News. Here's your host, Vince Vetrano. At 612 on this Friday morning, you know what's coming up this weekend? Give me a go, no go for launch. Booster. Go. Retro. Go. Surgeon. Go flight. Eat calm. We're go flight. GNC. We're go. Launch control. This is Houston. We are go for launch. Go for launch. The lanes are painted. The tens of millions of tax dollars spent. Sunday, Sunday, Sunday. Magic bus. Magic bus. The magic bus launches this weekend, Eric. Um, so are you going? What do you think? We're sending Jason Smith. Okay. Actually, I will Excellent. ride the magic bus. I assure you. Just. Wasn't working out this weekend. The Magic Bus, this is the bus that a startup cost of some $55 million and a loss of traffic lanes on Wisconsin Avenue and Blue Mound Roads. That is so magical, it will suddenly, based on expert projections, cause people by the thousands to park their cars and hop on board the bus instead. Because you get on at a platform? Because it's a little bit nicer than your standard bus? Because the bus rapid transit is several minutes more rapid than the standard bus? If you ride the route from the lakefront all the way to the Watertown Plank Road Park and Ride. Those are the reasons that you'll no longer drive your car and you're, instead hop on. You're smirking. I'm smirking and I'm skeptical and I'm fine and I, do, I hope it works. And I do think it's a little bit cool and I will ride it just for the novelty. But I don't think it's going to do any of the things they say it's going to do. In terms of easing traffic congestion by removing traffic lanes and all the other promises that were made. Trying to think if I could maybe cut down on my commute a little bit, or at least maybe do some work on the bus. Do I park in Tosa sure, when I can, come in? You can work on the bus. Now, it doesn't start till like four something in the morning, so you'd be late. Okay. So that's not an option for you, but it may be for others. Nonetheless, it launches Sunday. They're supposed to run every 15 minutes on weekends, 10 minutes on weekdays. I have not seen any like big news event release or anything yeah, like you, that from the county. Should, this is one of those. Uh, this is the epitome of when they have a yes. hullabaloo. The ribbon cutting, <laughs> yes. the whatnot, the dog and pony yeah. show. and the, maybe next week after the soft launch. Well, we'll see. We've got Jason Smith from WTMJ. He's planning to ride on Sunday. I promise robust reporting on Monday morning. Launch control, this is Houston. We are go for launch. Brandon Snyde has sports coming up next. Time for an update from the Gruber Law Office's One Call, That's All Sports Desk. Here's Brandon Snide. The NBA Finals got underway in Denver last night. The Nuggets, an impressive game, up 17 by halftime, and they never looked back, cooling down the heat for a final score of 104-93. to Miami had a rough shooting night there in Denver, and head coach Eric Spoltra isn't blaming the mile-high altitude for it. We're not even getting into any of that stuff. Uh, our guys are in great shape. They're ready to compete. Uh, if uh, Denver wants to tip this thing off at the top of uh, Everest, we'll do that. This thing is going to be decided between the four lines. Nikola Jokic recorded his first finals triple-double of his career, tallying 27 points, 10 rebounds, and 14 assists, helping his team secure the early one game to zero lead. Game two is set for Sunday evening. Tip-off is at 7 p.m. 
The Green Bay Packers will wrap up block two of their OTAs later today. All eyes will continue to be on number 10 as the offseason continues and training camp starts to near. Packers All-Pro left tackle David Bakhtiari from what he's seen from the new quarterback as optimism headlines the summer of love. I think the biggest thing is the control uh, and demeanor in the huddle from his, like from being back here from the beginning of the uh, organized team activities. His ability to go in and out of the different checks, not stumbling o- over the words of all the vernacular of our play calls, and to really manipulate and go at a more of a advanced level of playing the game at quarterback. With a record of 29-27, and 27, the Brewers' road trip continues today in Cincinnati with Game 1 of a four-game set against the Reds. Cincinnati on a bit of a winning streak here. Winners of five straight games. Corbin Burns and company will look to slow them down. That first pitch is all set for 4-10. And lastly, over to the ice as the Milwaukee Admirals used a total of four goals in periods two and three to even things up in the Western Conference Finals against Coachella Valley, defeating the Firebirds by a final score of 5-2. to two. Game 5 sure should be rocking in Milwaukee as the ads look to take the three games to two lead before taking off for Palm Springs. Puck drop is set for 6 p.m. at the Panther Arena. Hey, remember that time when they told us no one was watching, no one was listening? It uh, turns out they were. That story next. on this Friday morning. So remember that time when those internet-connected cameras started popping up on the market and we were, everybody was a little creeped out a bit, right? Mm -hmm. Like, I don't know, like who's, who's, who's able to access this? Who gets to see the outside or even in some cases the inside of my home via these cameras? Who's watching this? And they said, no, 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 nobody's watching this. This doesn't go anywhere that people can see. Well, it turns out uh, it was going places where people can see. ABC News law enforcement reporter Luke Barr is live with us from Washington. So, Luke, let's start with uh, what the FTC has discovered about some of these cameras and who has been watching. Yeah, guys, so thanks for having me. So, you know those ring security cameras? You mentioned those inexpensive security cameras that people can hook up to their houses or on their doors. Well, they weren't really fully secure, according to the Federal Trade Commission. The video doorbell company allegedly gave every employee full access to every customer video before 2017 and also failed to patch bugs in their system that allowed hackers to access cameras and scare consumers. And I just will note that the FTC said the majority of, of the, the, the video that was accessed uh, before 2017 was actually in people's houses, despite having the majority of the cameras on the doorbells, guys. Okay, so is this just the Ring brand cameras, Luke, or is this a problem for folks who might have some other brand? No, this is just Ring security cameras. Okay. And I will note the FTC says that they really tightened up their, uh, their security uh, systems after a couple of incidents happened and also after Amazon bought the company in 2018. Hasn't there always been issues with these cameras, though? I seem to remember not that long ago, even before Ring really blew up, there were people that were getting in trouble because they were accessing neighbors' cameras, right? <laughs> what do you and like? What do you want to see? Right, right. They're even like checking like baby cameras. You know, and people could like hack yeah. into that. So this has been out there. Well, well, it sure has. And if if you remember during the pandemic, really, you know, early on during the pandemic, there were all these sort of reports of people's cameras getting hacked, hackers talking, saying racial slurs to people, oh, yeah. scaring women. This is all, you know, the FTC says uh, this was all because Ring didn't patch their systems. 
So, you know, they knew that there were vulnerabilities, but they didn't do anything about it. And then you had all these scary incidents, these really scary videos of people, you know, kids playing video games and then you know, hearing somebody's voice and saying, what the heck is that? Uh, you know, all these scary incidents have happened. And, and you know, the FCC says Ring didn't do anything about them. Uh, Luke Barnes, the ABC News law enforcement reporter. He's with us live from Washington. Uh, so, Luke, you mentioned that any employee working for the company had originally had access to that. So, you know, it's it's one thing to suggest that there are some folks who monitor for perhaps criminal behavior or other things. It's another thing entirely to say, like, now pretty much any part-timer walking in the door could <laughs> dial up your ring cam. Yeah. Yeah. It's, 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 it's kind of scary when you think about it. As the FTC says, and I'm quoting from their document, that the, quote, dangerously overbroad access employees received led to at least one employee viewing, quote, thousands of video recordings belonging to at least 81 unique female users, including customers and Ring employees of the Ring stick-up cams. So the ones that specifically go in your house uh, and not, you know, on your door. Uh, And, you know, the, the employee, according to the FTC, focused his searches on the master bedroom, the master bathroom, or, you know, <laughs> Creep alert. Uh, right. Yeah. Exactly. But, uh, Luke Barr from ABC News. Thanks so much, Luke. Great to talk to you. Thanks, guys. <laughs> How did we, we, we saw this coming, right? right? Like, and we, we didn't care. We should have known from the very beginning. Right. We these, did. Hey, let's, you know what we should do? We should put this camera in our master bath. It'll be fine, honey. Don't right. worry about it. Like, we no, should, we should Bluetooth have known better. and internet connected to everything and... But it'll be fine. I remember when we first got our dog as a puppy, we had had him in a crate in our bedroom, and there was a camera to keep, you know, a cape on him, so it's just so we could monitor, see how he was, you know, developing okay. whatever. And I remember thinking then, I was like, Ange, put a camera in our bedroom. I, it, it doesn't <laughs> seem to sure? be. This does not seem to be a necessary thing for us. Maybe we figure out a different way. Unless there are some folks, and surely there are, who wanted that camera in the bedroom. Oh, Here's a little treat for somebody. <laughs> Here you go, Amazon. Over there at Ring. Enjoy the view. <laughs> News. <laughs> Here you go. See how you like this one. <laughs> there, there it is. Bonk. There it is. About 19 minutes before 7 o'clock on this Friday morning. A, lo- a local, Eric, a local hero story yeah, today. A little bit more exciting when it's someone yeah, local. One of ours. Let's get to it. All right, so here's what we look for for our everyday superheroes. We're not looking for the first responders and the police officers, the firefighters. We know that they do this all the time. Heroes right? every day. Yes. But these are those common folks, the Jane Doe's, the John Doe's, who were just going about their daily lives when they decided to save someone's life or lives. That's what they do at Azura. That's what we're doing right here on Wisconsin's Morning News. So this happened in Milwaukee, 18th in Highland. There is a school bus. Maybe you saw the fire pictures of this school bus. Yeah, so just west of downtown. Mm-hmm. Just going about their day, doing their uh, delivery of students, if you will. When the bus driver, I'm Unique Williams, noticed that something wasn't right and they were going to have to get out. This bus 
was on fire. But I couldn't barely get what I was trying to say out because of the smoke was hitting me in my face and my eyes. So I just was like, okay, forget the radio. I'll just get the kids off the bus. And that's exactly what she did. She's like, go, go, get out, get out, get out. She was the final one on the vehicle. I was the last person off. Once I got off, I turned around and I just seen flames. Wow, just in time. Whoa. And I don't know if you've seen much of the video of this. Holy cow. Bus is gone. Thing is charred. <laughs> Just as charged. So she did what any superhero would do. I mean, Eek Williams got everyone else off. I think that's what it was. Like, my mommy instincts, like, kicked in really fast. Yeah, mommy instincts. By the way, she's eight months pregnant. That was, a, that, was, that was a significant, oh, by the way. Eight months pregnant, and she's doing this. She realized that the moment was there, the time was now to get 30 kids off the bus, and she did that. And here's my favorite line when she spoke to TMJ4 News about it. If it was my kid on the bus, I would have wanted the bus driver to act the same way that I do. My favorite part, hey, if it was my kid, I'd do it. If it's someone else's kid, I'm still going to do it. The definition of takes yes. a village, right? Yep. Absolutely. See something, got to help out. Nice job. Celebrating those everyday heroes like they do at Azura, right here on Wisconsin's Morning News. Time for an update from the Gruber Law Office's One Call, That's All Sports Desk. Here's Brandon Snide. With a record of 29-27 and 27, and after dropping two out of three in Toronto, the Brewers' road trip continues today in Cincinnati with game one of a four-game set against the Reds. Cincinnati on a bit of a winning streak here. Winners of five straight games. Corbin Burns and company will look to slow them down. That first pitch is all set for 4-10. It's time for Extra Points, a sports opinion commentary on Wisconsin's Morning News. Here's Brendan Snide. The Green Bay Packers are embarking on a new era in 2023, and while doing so, are also entering the season with some optimism, some hope, and, well, some differing of opinions. All-Pro left tackle David Bakhtiari, who met with the media following the organized team activities this week in Green Bay, has left us all with a very clear message for his idea of the outlook in 2023, reportedly confirming he believes the Packers are, quote, in a rebuilding state. The only issue with that is Aaron Jones, Christian Watson, Elton Jenkins, and even general manager Brian Gutekinds have told us the complete opposite, that they are not rebuilding. It doesn't seem like a big deal now, but could it eventually mean more than it seems now? The Packers have one goal in mind, and I don't think that is ever going to change, regardless of who is under center. And that message is crystal clear for 99.9% of the team continuing to double down on the term, quote, rebuild from one of the team's best players and being the only player to keep reiterating it, to me, sends the wrong message to a young team. I get it, David. They shipped off your best friend. You're angry. You're upset. You're sad. But after playing in just a handful of games since the year 2020, I don't think being the only one in the locker room with a different opinion from everyone else is a good thing. You got to know when the whole Why not, Kenny? You never count your Our teammate from ESPN Milwaukee, Gabe Neitzel, is in the house this morning. I'll be honored, Gabe, to be playing alongside you and with you on your team in the 51st Lombardi Golf Classic today. 
and today, tomorrow. tomorrow, we're going to be spending a lot of time together, Vince. I hope you're ready for <laughs> it, man. I, I don't know if you, you know, it, it's going to be, a, and plus we'll see each other at the gala tonight. I'm sure we're going to be sitting at the same table. So, um, you know, by the time Sunday hits, you're going to be sick of me, pal. Not a chance. So I will mention the uh, 51st Lombardi Golf Classic. I mean, this this is an event, like I just remember as a kid, what I remember about the event was that big name, like real stars came oh, to yeah. this to participate. It carries the weight of Vince Lombardi. Bart Starr was a feature of it for so many years and things. And I just remember like, wow, really important people are coming to near where I live. Not that he would be one of those super important people. But Mark Murray used to play in this event, who I do the morning show with, and he has told me stories of being terrified to hit golf shots and actually did hit somebody accidentally. <laughs> no, because no. there were because fans that would there, come there, and there watch. were fans and they had it roped off. There was a gallery, and there was so there's a little bit of a gallery behind. I can't remember if it was nine or eighteen, but either way, I mean North Hills Country Club, beautiful, beautiful golf course, but it's an old school country club. There's not a lot of space between the green and the clubhouse, right? So they've got people surrounded there. You airmail the green just a little bit. Next thing you know. Somebody gets one in the dome. I admit to having picked up a ball off the patio. (laughs) 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 Haven't come home. (laughs) Oh, a little thin. (laughs) Now, how does this one go? Is there a scramble? Are you each individual? How are you guys going to play this? So today is a shamble. So we you you pick the best drive. Okay. And then everybody plays their own ball from there. I don't know how many, I can't remember, I've played in this thing how many times, and I can't remember how many shots, you know, how, how many balls will actually count for today's score. But tomorrow's okay. really the big one. But I was thinking, Vince, we could have a little fun with this, you know? I mean, tell, we're playing. tell me how we can have fun with this. Go ahead, enlighten me on how we're you know, going to we, have fun We could have this. a nice little challenge. You know, this is the Vince Lombardi Cancer Foundation, you know, 51st annual, you know, good gala tonight. So, you know, we can have some fun and, and support the charity as well. So we can have some sort of challenge where... You know, whoever's shots we use more of over the next couple of days, you know, the loser has to pay $100 to charity. Well, that's not, I, that's, Gabe is so much a better of a golfer <laughs> than I okay, am. Okay, so then we can handicap the, it. Well, the, right, so I'm an 11 right now. I okay. looked you up this morning. Yes. You're playing to a three-something or a four? It's a four-one. It's... It's 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 worse than it should be. So I started the year at a two nine. If you don't know golf, the difference between an eleven and a four <laughs> is sick. <laughs> it's like so so much better at golf than me. So I will. I, I'm listen. I'm on and I'm four throwing in. You okay. Know, we all have people who've been touched by cancer, and the Vince Lombardi uh, Cancer Foundation does so much good work, and specifically through this event has done a number of things like raise more money for research, obviously for certain types of interventive care. Mm-hmm. They've helped uh, engineer new ways of treating yeah, cancer. Yeah, yeah, yeah. What are the specs? What are we doing? <laughs> so, enough's enough. Stop beating around the bush here. Do you, well, I can just write a check now and then we can enjoy the day. All right, well, do you have, so do you what, have a proposal? Okay, so, so, so um, you're an 11, I'm a 4. Uh, today we're only, you know, today's drives, you know, so it's only, you know, you're using the drives or whatever. And from what I understand, we'll be using Gabe's drive a lot. I, I, I yeah, hit he, it okay. He hits the ball. Yeah, long ball. <laughs> long, long hitter. Long, long hitter, little Lama. Um, so what? So I'm. I'm. Let, let's just make it the what? The seven. The seven strokes. Okay. You want it? So if so, so six and a half. The, the over under six and a half. If we use seven more of mine, and that includes putts. I can putt. Yes. Yeah. Okay. It includes putts. Absolutely includes putts. All right. Fine. You're. You're on. <laughs> You're on, Judge. There's no, there's no gambling at Bushwood, and <laughs> I never slice. slice. 
All right, and what do we say? Hundred bucks. Hundred bucks. Hundred bucks to the Vince Lombardi Cancer Foundation. Fine. Love those people over there. Um, I've been fortunate enough to have a lot of relationships uh, with members of the board. Um, <laughs> the, the current president, who doesn't live in Wisconsin, he's the first one who doesn't live in Wisconsin. His name's Mo. Um, I, I got invited I, when I was doing the show with Homer. We had my friend Ben Hassan, who was the then president of the Vince Lombardi Cancer Foundation. I was giving him a hard time because they had expanded. They were looking to expand their national footprint because it's Vince Lombardi, right? Yeah, right. Vince Lombardi. So they had connected with this guy down in Texas. I'm like, oh, Ben, thanks for the invite to you know your new golf outing in Texas. I would like to play <laughs> it in Texas. And Homer goes, Ben, I'll give you $1,000 right now if you like Gabe play in this event. <laughs> so Homer, so, so Homer so sponsored Homer, you? So Homer sponsored me. I got confused on the shuttle times because it was a two-day thing just like this is. So I got on what ended up being the first shuttle with the guy who was running this. His, his name's awesome. Mo, Paul Moline. Everybody calls him Mo. And he ran this event down in, in the Dallas area. They've now since moved it to Arizona where he lives. But um, th- in 20 years, like him and his buddy, and their story is incredible with the amount of cancer that has unfortunately touched their lives, had raised over $20 million just through grassroots. Um, so he got now involved. He's currently the president. I know his term is, is, is wrapping up. But, you know, shout out to my guy, Mo. Shout out to, uh, to all the Vince Lombardi Cancer Foundation people because they are wonderful and they have so many great events uh, in the community throughout the year. And a lot of volunteers helping out today as well. I'll point out, uh, I know a couple of people who've volunteered and they've long made that their commitment to the cause as well. All right, you're on. Hundred bucks. Hundred bucks. Let's do it. Can't wait. Six fifty. How do you do a trash seven. talk? <laughs> <laughs> right. I mean, you just you feel bad talking trash because the charitable component. <laughs> I think you'll be fine with it. It'll be okay. I'm not. I'm not talking any trash. I fully expect to write the check. <laughs> Business headlines are up next. Here's the Milwaukee Business Journal's Teddy Nichol. I bet you slice into the woods a hundred bucks. Gambling is illegal at Bushwood, sir, and I never slice. Okay, you can owe me. The Cardinal Schrich University campus is officially on the market as the institution closes its doors. Any buyer would need approval from both Fox Point and Glendale, and leaders in the two communities are collaborating to review potential plans for the site. The former pita pit on Milwaukee's east side could be replaced with a bubble tea shop that could open in July. The new business on North Farwell Avenue would serve boba tea drinks and other beverages. A proposed $75 million venture capital fund intended to boost Wisconsin's economy faced a recent setback on its way to possible approval through the state's budget process. The program could potentially still be created via other mechanisms. I'm Teddy Nykel with MilwaukeeBusinessJournal.com on News Radio WTMJ.